0: It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. It's, it ain't the left
1: side. Thank you, Solo right D. Side. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Check out our merch store, on thefinside.threadless.com. Here we are on NFL Draft Week, and Paul and I are continuing to go through position by position. And here we're talking about the interior defensive linemen here. So the defensive tackles, that they may blend into some other conversations because sometimes it's hard because defensive tackles can play defensive ends in certain fronts. Defensive ends can play linebacker. You know how that whole thing goes. But this is a stocked defensive tackle group here. I mean, right now, as we're broadcasting this and and taping this quinn and williams is projected to be a top three pick and at this point too i don't see ed oliver getting out of the top five i mean the bucks are very interested the jets are being projected by daniel jeremiah to be taking a look at at, 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 uh, excuse me ed oliver too it's starting to look like a pipe dream that he falls to the dolphins at that 13th spot but you are starting to see Players like Christian Wilkins from Clemson, Dexter Lawrence from Clemson, Jerry Tillery from Notre Dame, and Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State. Falling to the Dolphins at thirteen or even being options in trade down for them. Paul, in this first round, if the Dolphins stay at thirteen or they fall they trade down late into the first round, which uh players are you looking at and which direction do you hope the Dolphins are gonna go?
0: So there's a couple of things I really want to say on that. Um, one thing that really stands out to me and a thought that's occurred to me while doing some film study is there's a lot of Clemson front in this first round. And, and as we move along, we're going to talk about that a little more too in our edge section of segment as well. I almost have to wonder as good as I think these guys are, if we'll see a little bit of slippage with them not playing with an all pro line and being a little bit of the focus of, of an offensive front as they transition to the NFL level. So that should be intriguing to see. Uh, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure that all of them are going to shake out. And that scares me a little bit for me too. One of the things that I like is the defensive tackle class is insanely deep. I mean, there are impact players up and down the board I'd almost prefer, as much as I like some of these guys in the top end of the draft, that Miami look at the edge position or the offensive line position and fill a defensive tackle that rotation later in the draft because they can get some really talented players as we go along.
1: Yeah, I think you could do it either way. I mean, at 13, you can fill that need with a player like Christian Wilkins Or, you know, it might be a little bit too early for Dexter Lawrence or Tillery or Jeffrey Simmons, but you could certainly trade down and still get one of those players. Uh, Or you can do what you said and take a look at a few players a little bit later in the draft in the third or fourth round. I think you can do that, too. You know, you remember about 10 years ago, the Dolphins drafted Kendall Langford in the third round. He became a 16-game starter. I think they're looking for a similar hole-filler at that spot, so there are a lot of different ways that they can go at defensive tackle in that this three-man front. But circling back on the top group, Christian Wilkins expected to go somewhere in that ten to fifteen range. Incredibly mature, productive, improved every year there at Clemson. A very a very safe pick. I'll actually go back to something that Simon Clancy said, who has the Three Yards Per Carry podcast. Is he's the Minka Fitzpatrick version? of a defensive tackle pick this year, and that's exactly right. Very safe guy, very good pick there. I wouldn't be too overwhelmed with him though. I mean I I hope the Dolphins do end up having somebody fall to them, trade down, or go offensive line as opposed to that. But Wilkins is a consideration, very popular to the to the Dolphins here in mock drafts. Dexter Lawrence, his teammate, a freak. I mean three hundred and forty two pounds. He runs a five Flat, 36 bench press reps. He did get suspended at the end of the year for uh, steroids, but I think it was steroids. If not, I apologize for the misquote. Uh, But he was suspended at the end of the year, did not play in the bowl game. But that's really kind of a first-time offender type of thing for him. So we'll keep an eye on that. And Jeffrey Simmons, two big things with him that are really going to cause some debate in war rooms is – First, he tore his ACL a month ago, and he's supposed to be out for the 2019 season, but man, oh, man, was he a top five talent before that happened. And secondly, there's a bad video of him um, getting into a fight when he was 16. He ended up hitting a girl. It's not pretty to look at, and I want to watch my words carefully because other than that, Paul, he hasn't done anything since then. He's become a model person, and even with those things, Circling above his head, he's still getting first round consideration, not just from the Dolphins, but from a lot of teams here in the NFL.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I'd almost rather walk away with a Dexter Lawrence or a Jeffrey Simmons and a Chris Lindstrom or a pick next year than I would with Christian Wilkins. I'd be just as enamored with that as I would, you know, the idea of even thinking about Christian Wilkins, as much as I do like the player. I just don't see a drop-off when you look at Dexter Lawrence and Jeffrey Simmons. And if you're able to add a pick next year or able to add a Dalton Risner or a Chris Lindstrom in this draft, or maybe an Andy Isabella, it's a no brainer for me because that's two studs for the price of a pretty good player.
1: Yeah. And another player that I am, I, I seem to like a lot more than other people. And I think you're on that same boat, Paul is Jerry Tillery from Notre Dame, to me, the most underrated defensive player of this entire draft class. I mean, six seven, three hundred 300 pounds, and you expect somebody like that to be a little bit lumbering, more of a power player, but man, he is a body-beautiful type of player, and Pro Football Focus actually ranked him as the best pass-rushing interior defensive lineman this past year Of this class, so I don't see a lot. This guy is missing, and he could fit in perfectly as a three-four end.
0: I absolutely love Jerry Tillery. I know we talked about him off the air. Uh, He's a guy that he bursts off of his blocks. I think he ran a four-nine-three, if I remember correctly. Uh And uh, I mean, he's got great hand usage, and he does tend to get a little bit too engaged with the blockers at times. But if you watch, it's it's something I haven't seen before. He still manages to get. Recover with his hands and get off the block to and, and get to the play, even when he's a little bit too engaged, which is something I don't see very often. I mean, I'd love to see them clean that up a little bit and really turn him into a monster. But I mean, he just reads and tracks the ball so well and just bursts off that blocks once he has the opening and once you know there, there's no other option for the person with the ball. I would have called him the most underrated, but there's another guy that I absolutely love that's down at the tail end of the draft, possibly even undrafted. I know I talked to him a little, about him a little bit when we did our seven-round Dolphins mock, but P.J. Johnson, the Juco transfer out of Arizona, they were really disappointed that they don't have him coming back this year to be the anchor of their defense as a whole. And as good as he was in the middle, he was even their defense was even better when he went to the outside. I mean, the guy moves like a linebacker at defensive tackle and is just Gary good, but he's under the radar a lot as a Juco transfer with one year. Um, so mm-hmm. that's that's another guy I absolutely love, and he's another physical monster at 6'4", 325.
1: Yeah, somebody to keep our eye on there in the later rounds, because like you said, he is unheralded. But he does pack a lot of talent. I, I have liked what I've seen out of him too. The Dolphins need some big bodies up front there. Going back to the first round, I mean, we've talked about really seven defensive linemen that we are – comfortable taking either a thirteen or in a trade down scenario there. And then so you get to the second group of defensive players. One guy I'm not too high on is Draymond Jones from Ohio State. I think he's a fine player. He was great at Ohio State too. I mean this past year, eight and a half sacks, thirteen tackles for loss. But to me he's more of a stand up uh, uh how to how to phrase it is to he stands up, he engages with the defensive lineman or with the offensive lineman and his game is to just simply throw them out of the way. I don't think that's going to work at the NFL level, and I don't see somebody who's going to anchor particularly well. But if he can cut into the backfield, I think situationally he's got a lot. Of, he's, he's got some talent there. But I don't. He's projected as a second-round pick right now. I would not go in that direction. Uh, Kalen Sounders is a player again. I know we both like. I mean, he caught a lot of attention, Paul, by doing backflips at the Senior Bowl at 320 pounds. He made arrangements with his girlfriend beforehand that if the baby comes, then he's going to stay at the senior bowl and see the baby afterward to make sure that the baby has a good life based on his senior bowl. So I really like that whole story. I know you are high on him too.
0: Yeah. I mean, he is absolutely vicious at the point of attack. I mean, he throws people out of the way. You see him get double teamed and just blow through it. Um, great moves with his hands. Great rip move. I mean, he just drives people back, whether it's the blocker or when he makes a tackle. He never seems to fall over backwards. He's always got his head up. And, I mean, he makes great reads on the ball. And once he gets a hold of somebody, they're not getting away. And his his short area quickness, if you watch him, is outstanding. And despite the fact that he's foot three twenty three, I see him as a guy that could line up in the middle, could kick out to the edge in a 3-4 and is another movable chess piece, which is one of those things that any of our listeners, and I know you know, I love that with a defense. I'm not big on traditional. I'd rather just have it tailored to the strengths and weaknesses of the players, and the more things you can do with them, the better.
1: Well said. Yeah, Caitlin Sounders, I'm very big on senior bowl week among linemen because that's a lot of times when they're going toe-to-toe with some of the best in the country, that's when you start to see some true colors there for the good and the bad. Another player, uh, Tristan Hill from UCF, had an up-and-down career there. He's got some baby fat on him, but throughout this process has moved up into that second, third-round conversation from a late-rounder. Can play in multiple schemes, kind of a big body that way, too. Uh, Gerald Willis, as a lot of our listeners know from the University of Miami, six two three zero two. Has had some injury problems, but is working hard to get back into shape. Player I probably wouldn't look at to the later rounds. I'm not there on the third or fourth round grade that others are. Rennell Wren is fascinating because he's 6'5", 320. But uh, as Mike Mack used to say, he's all arms and legs at this point. So really a developmental kind of player, a mid-round maybe. Uh, Daniel Wise from Kansas actually the younger brother of Patriots defensive lineman Dietrich Wise who the Dolphins coaching staff interacted with a lot there with the New England Patriots so interesting to see if he is on their board too so you've got a lot of different scenarios here Paul another two other players worth mentioning actually three they are they might be four three ends they may be 4-3 4-3 defensive tackles. They could be 3-4 ends, but I'm going to mention them anyway. L.J. Collier from TCU, a powerful, low-to-the-ground, violent-handed 3-4 defensive end. Would be a steal in the third round. He'll probably go higher, but if he is there in the third round, I think that's an easy pick. Uh, Anthony Nelson, kind of a Henry Anderson type at six seven, two seventy, where he's it if you can get over how stiff and how angular he is, then he's somebody who could make a good fit there. And Charles Amenahu, I mean, I love this guy. Long arms, pushes his way to the quarterback with good technique. Could be a steal late in the third round, too. So it wouldn't surprise me either, Paul. I mean, with all these names that we're talking about, if the Dolphins double down on offensive linemen in the first two rounds, double down on, you know, defensive line and edge in the third and fourth round.
0: No, not at all. I mean, it's there's a lot of players in the mid rounds at defensive tackle and even at edge that I think Miami could get a hold of and have them be immediate impact contributors. This draft is absolutely stacked. And if you look at Chris Greer's free agency plan, it looks like this is exactly what he was staring at when he when he made it. So kudos to him.
1: And that will do it for our breakdown of the defensive line, specifically the defensive tackle position, as we continue approaching our way to the NFL draft. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Check out our merch store, too, on thefinside.threadless.com. If it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Solo D, take us out.
0: It ain't the left side, or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Fin side. It ain't the left, left line, side, for the right, right side, right and it must right. be the fifth line. Listen,
1: side. Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat